Hi, my name's Sam Webster, and the last time I recorded a podcast, we were looking at the duodenum. So since we're in the small intestine, it would be rude not to follow it along, right? Uh, this time we're going to talk about the jejunum, 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 whatever you like. I always struggle spelling it. J-E-J-U-N-U-M. Anyway, I've started my five minute timer. So we should look at, you know, where is it? What does it do? How is it different to the other parts of the small intestine? And then, of course, what's its blood supply, innovation, lymphatic drainage and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so if the duodenum is the first part of the small intestine that comes from the stomach and continues onwards, the jejunum is the second part of the small intestine. The duodenum is quite short. Um, the small intestine as a whole is well variable in length, but let's say six meters long. Six meters long. Doesn't sound right, does it? Then the jejunum is about 40% of the length of the small intestine. So it's a couple of meters long. Um, it starts, so the last part of the duodenum ascends. It rises a little bit. And just after that, it becomes the jejunum. Um, so we call that the, <laughs> the duodeno-jejunal flexure. I know, we put these words together and they get even harder to say. It has a mesentery. So the peritoneum of the abdomen comes together to form um, two layers, which then run out to the small intestine. And that mesentery attaches the small intestine to the posterior abdominal wall, but allows it to move around, which is really important. And it also acts as a, a conduit, a pathway for nerves and blood vessels and lymphatics to get to and from the small intestine. So. If the main role of the small intestine is absorption of nutrients from stuff you've been eating into the blood, the jejunum as the first major part of the small intestine after the duodenum is really, really important in this. So it has a major absorption of nutrients function. That's its job. If we were to open up the duodenum and look inside and look at the walls of it, what it's made up of, we'd see that it's made of the same layers of connective tissue and smooth muscle as the rest of the GI tract. So there's a circular layer of smooth muscle and a longitudinal layer, which act to squeeze the contents along and shorten the tube and what have you with peristalsis, right? But if we look at the, um, if we look at the surface, the internal surface of the jejunum, we'd it would feel quite soft to the touch and it does feel quite soft to the touch because I've done this. Um, and that's because the surface, the mucosa is made up of villi. So because absorption of nutrients is the major function, um, there is an adaptation of maximizing surface area inside the jejunum. So the mucosa is the inside most layer of the small intestine that's the layer in contact with food going through the gi tract it's a simple columnar epithelium simple means it's a single layer of cells columnar means they're tall cells these are also known as enterocytes and they're arranged into villi finger-like projections projecting into the lumen that increases the surface area if you were to look in the depths of the villi so like the gaps in between the villi you'd find crypts of Liebekuhn the deeper parts. Um, there are various roles of different cells down here, but here we find the stem cells that replace the epithelia as those cells are lost because 
food moving along a tube is a mechanical thing. There are lots of folds in the mucosa to increase the surface area. These get called plique circularis, valves of Kirkring, or valvuli conivente. So they're small, or they get called small bowel folds. They're just rings of folds um, around the bowel to, again, maximize the surface area. We won't see any Brunner's glands. We only saw those in the duodenum. They were protecting against the stomach acid. So we don't have to worry about that in the jejunum because it's far enough away from the stomach. All right. Blood supply. Superior mesenteric artery. This is the second anterior branch of the abdominal aorta. The first anterior branch is the celiac trunk. So the superior mesenteric artery will supply blood to the jejunum. Jejunal arteries will form, they'll run in the mesentery towards the jejunum. They're linked up by other arteries forming these arcade shapes called arterial arcades. And from those arcades, we get these straight arteries called vasa recta running to the jejunum. So there's a lot of, a lot of connections, a lot of overlap, a lot of anastomoses supplying blood to the jejunum. Venous blood goes in a similar arrangement in the opposite direction, in the superior mesenteric vein, which runs to meet the splenic vein. They will eventually meet, well, the inferior mesenteric vein gets involved as well, and they all become the hepatic portal vein, which then drains to the liver. So the, the nutrients absorbed in the jejunum run to the liver, where the liver does its many jobs with it. Oh, there's my timer. Fats take a slightly different route, but we can talk about that another time. The lymphatic drainage is therefore also to the superior mesenteric lymph nodes. And innervation, well, this is an autonomic structure, right? It's viscera, it's an organ. So parasympathetic innervation comes from the vagus nerve that gets its fibers down here. And sympathetic innervation from the sympathetic trunk, those fibers find their way through the superior mesenteric plexus, like a, a network of neurons around the superior mesenteric um, artery where it leaves the aorta. And then those all those nerves, they'll, they'll follow arteries and get to the jejunum. Right, there we go. Done it. Okay, a little bit over time, but that's the jejunum, where it is, what it does, blood supply, venous drainage, lymphatic drainage, innervation and what have you. Okay. I'll see you next time, I guess.